Hi, welcome to Living Water Bible Fellowship's audio sermons. It's our prayer and hope that you'll be encouraged and uplifted by the preaching of God's Word. Stick around after the message to hear more about how to contact us. Well, amen. Uh, Many of the songs today that we sung before our, our God and with our God here today with us, we were reminded how great our God was, how great our God is, how great our God will be, as it were. He's eternally great, glorious. We have trouble in our minds, our, our simple minds, uh, accounting for an infinite God or making sense of an infinite God, uh, a, a God who's eternal and without end. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's something you can hang your hat on, though, that the eternal God, the all-powerful, the almighty God has you, and He loves you, and you are safe with Him. Uh, once you start thinking about the glory of God and the, uh, the nature of God, it, it becomes rather remarkable that this great God would invite us to speak to Him. Once you realize the Creator of heaven and earth uh, wants to have a relationship with people like us, it, it becomes rather astounding and amazing that God would want to talk with us and relate to us and be close to us. But He does. He does. Praise God. And so we are uh, studying prayer these days. We're learning prayer. Uh, are, are we a people of prayer? Uh, God invites us to be with Him in relationship with Him in prayer. Do you know how to pray? Praise God that in His providence and His sovereignty, Jesus decided to teach His disciples how to pray, and we get to enter into that and learn how to pray. So if you'd open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Uh, if you've noticed on our slide when we're saying the doxology, we've been running that through verse 15 because it, it's kind of tied into that, but it really it goes through verse 13. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Uh, I, I have a book at home that uh, uh, the, the man who wrote the book, he lists more than 20 different prayers, uh, types of prayers that we could pray. And some of them are rather deep and rather intricate uh, uh, I, I thank Jesus that He has taught us to pray in a much simpler way, a very direct way, a very clear way. Uh, if you'll notice that these, these prayer requests, these, these things that He lays before His disciples, He calls us to pray with, are petitions. Uh, we, we, we use a lot of language when we come to, to church, and we use a lot of language when we talk about Christendom and in the, in the Christian history. Petition is when we ask for our needs. We ask for our issues. We bring before God the things that we're thinking about, the things we're concerned with. Intercession is when we, 
we ask for other people's needs or the, the needs of the church or the needs of the people in the world. Supplication is, is a big word that we use oftentimes. The, the idea that we're bringing our, our intercessions and our petitions to the Lord in, in, a, in a passionate way, in an interested way, in a, in a persevering way. Jesus calls, us, Jesus calls us to pray very simply and directly to the Father. Now, they're not simple or common prayers. The first three petitions, first three petitions are, are massive, like cathedral, world-changing, out-of-the-ordinary, out uh, world-altering prayers. Praying for God's glory that everyone would see His holiness. Lord, make, make your holiness known. Praying for His kingdom to come. May, may your rule come upon all the people of the earth. May, may your will be done. Lord, everywhere, make, make everybody in the world do your will. Man, if, if God answered those prayers, the world would be changed. And he, and he does incrementally and slowly and as His kingdom is built. And, and boy, to understand the fourth petition give us today our daily bread, you have to see the bigger context. Our Father in heaven, the ruler of the world, the, the owner of the world, and, and it's right for us to pray for His glory. And we, the first three petitions are all about God. Make, your, make yourself glorious. May, may we see who you are. And, and, and I'm so grateful for Give us this day our daily bread. God moves from the grand. Jesus moves from the grand and glorious. He knows who the Father is. He's been been in eternity. Before He was incarnate, He saw everything. And it's right for us to pray for God to be glorified. But Jesus, I'm I'm so grateful that, that He decided to teach us to pray for the simple things. To teach us to pray for bread. It's almost, it seems out of line. It seems almost trivial. When you, when you pray for God's glory to be known worldwide, universally, when you pray for God's glory, that everybody on the earth would magnify Him and sing His praises, everybody bow the knee to Jesus. It, it seems really, really trivial that we could come to God and say, God, give me my bread today. And yet, what, what does that say? Jesus knows that our Father is concerned about our every need. Our God is so great, He's, he's making the universe spin, right? The galaxies out there, the millions of galaxies are spinning, and, and everything's happening. He knows every star by name. He knows all the, every atom in, in a billion places, and yet He's concerned. Jesus is telling us by calling us to pray that God is concerned about your daily needs. That's awesome, right? And, and so if we're, if we're encouraged to pray for bread, what other thousand trivial things can we pray for? All kinds of things. God cares about you. The things that are going through your mind, the things that you're, you're, you're wrestling with, the things that you're struggling with, the things that, that maybe no one else cares about that you care about, God hears your cries and your petitions. Praise God. And so we, we come to this, this, uh, this fourth petition. And, and of course it shifts from, from thou to, to, to me. 
And that's the right order, of course, but it's all worship because we are going to God with our needs and, and He loves to hear our needs. Verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. What does it mean to pray for bread? What does it mean to pray this day for bread? Well, bread, of course, we all know what that is. I love bread. My doctor said I ate too much bread. Man, I need to cut down on the bread and the cheese. I haven't, but tells me I need to. But bread, bread is a symbol. You know, Jesus, it's a symbol of, of physical and spiritual needs. Bread can be anything. Bread, bread is, is, God, give me today shelter. God, give me today clothing. God, give me today food and drink. God, today we really need good government. God, today... I, I need the heater in the truck to work because it's getting cold. Martin Luther said that praying for bread is, is praying for anything that allows life to persevere. And so Jesus says, bring your needs. To pray for daily bread, it's, it's about your needs. Our needs. Bring, bring our needs to God, every, every last one of them. God wants to hear that. You don't need to soldier it out. You don't need to be tough and, well, I, I could ask, but why should I ask? I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a man. When, when Jesus says, no, your Father in heaven wants you to, to ask Him for your needs. Not just physical needs. Maybe this week you're facing a mighty battle, something that's coming up that's overwhelming you. you you're shaking in your boots. You need spiritual power. You need life from above. You need His grace in your life. And so ask for that kind of bread too. Maybe you're entering into some relationship or you're entering into some struggle or, or there's a court case coming up and you need God's power and His grace. Oh, Father, today give me my daily bread. I need, I need your grace today for this and for that. Really, you start thinking about all the ways that this could transpire, all the ways that you could ask. Um, maybe, maybe tomorrow you're starting to work out in the cold and you don't have gloves and you can't afford gloves. And so you, you go to the Father, Oh Lord, today would you please give me gloves? That's bread for life. And, and, and again, uh, the, the wonderful thing is, of course we should pray for the glory of God and the honor of God that He be worshipped, that He be made holy in the world, in, in the world's sight. He's already holy, but that the world would see that. But, but Jesus says, and pray for your needs. What a great God we have. So, so praying for our, 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 our bread is praying for our needs, spiritual and, and physical. We, pro we probably should add here that we're pray praying for our needs, not our greeds, as it were. It rhymes, so I had to say it. Uh, some, some commentators, uh, one of the commentators I read, he said, uh, pray for bread, not cake. Meaning, as consumers, we can turn our needs into wants very quickly. God says, pray for your needs. Jesus invites us to pray for our needs. God cares about all of our life, but really, we shouldn't pray selfishly. We should pray for what we need in this life. Jesus teaches us to do that. Uh, are you praying for your needs every day? If not, why not? Uh, what does it mean to pray for daily bread? Well... Uh, it means to do it daily. 
daily, regularly. Now, I, I had the question, well, Lord, you know, we're kind of an efficient people. We like, we like, you know, not to waste breath, not to waste time. So why can't I do a monthly, kind of a Costco kind of a prayer? You know, you go shopping at Costco or Walmart, you load up, you stock up. And so here's my monthly prayer list, Lord. And, and the Jesus says, no, daily. Daily. And why, why would God want us to do that? I, I think he wants us to realize that life is to be lived day by day independence on Him. This is our Father's world. We are His people. We are the sheep of His pasture. He wants us to go to Him daily and say, Lord, I trust You today. I depend on You today. I need You today. <clears throat> Lord, uh, the... Uh, the bank says, I, I, need some, I, I need to make a payment or I'm going to lose this. Today I bring that to you, Lord. Lord, my kid is uh, sick still today. I, 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 I need you to, to heal her today, Lord. Lord, I, I've got this, this pain in my back and it, it doesn't, doesn't end, Lord. Today would you heal that because I've got to do some hard labor today. Lord, I, I've got a big project at school that I need help with. Lord, today I bring that to you. Would you, would you meet that, that, that need today? This life, once you start living the way that Jesus wants us to live, this abiding in Christ, man, it becomes this wonderful reality that the maker of heaven and earth, the one who has all power and all resources, going to him daily, what a wonderful habit, what a wonderful way to live, to depend on him today and tomorrow. Uh, going to Him daily, uh, if, you say, if you say this prayer in the morning, it's for today's needs. If you, if you pray this prayer at night, it's for tomorrow's needs. Uh, do it daily. Uh, uh, part of this, this it's, it's interesting how Jesus kind of put this out there to us. He, uh, he says, give us this day our daily bread. Well, why, why the redundancy there? This day daily. And so some Commentators, some translators say that daily, it really means amount. Give, give, us the, give us this day our sufficient bread. Give us this day what is necessary, Lord, the bread that's necessary. Again, day by day. Just remember back in, in uh, the Israelites when they left slavery and, and uh, the manna from heaven. Day by day, God gave them what they needed. Day by day... You, His children, we, His people, He provides for what we need. Let's slow down. We think 20 years out, let's live today. Right? Uh, the, 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 another way to look at this, what, daily, uh, every day, bread, needs, uh, give us this day our daily bread. Give me my daily bread. My Father in heaven, give me my bread. And Jesus, he, He's looking at us as a body. He's looking at us as a family. And He's teaching us to pray to our Father and ask for our bread. You guys, we've been taught this last 18 months that it's all about us, that as individuals, we've got to kind of go our own route. We've got to isolate. We've got to hide away. We've got to just make ourselves survive. In reality, we are part of a family. God has brought us into a family. 
we've brought into community. And so when we pray, we pray for each other. Uh, you remember Mother Teresa? Some, some of you might not even know who she is. Back, you know, a few decades ago, she was pretty famous about uh, the way she took care of the poor in Calcutta. Uh, Mother Teresa told a story. There's a, a man that came to her, her, her residence and said, uh, there's a family I know that has eight children and they haven't eaten for a long time. Would you do something about it? So Teresa said that she took some bread or took some rice with her and she went to the place where the family was living and, and uh, she, she offered the rice. The, the mom of those eight children, uh, she could, you know, Teresa could tell they hadn't eaten for quite a while, but the mom took the rice and she divided it in two and she left. Uh, she came back and, and Teresa said, where'd you go? Well, the, the, the mom said, they had need as well. The, the need was the next door neighbors. And uh, Teresa says she could see those eight children. She didn't have the heart to ask how long it had been since they hadn't eaten. And, and she realized that this, this woman probably never read the Lord's Prayer, but she realized um, it was our rice, not my rice. And so God, Jesus teaches us to pray for our bread because it's our Father, and we're in this together. What a, great, uh, what a great way to live as a church, one another, invested in each other's lives and supporting each other and taking care of each other. Our Father, who art in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. So uh, do you think that people pray this prayer? Very often? I mean, do you think that most Christians pray this every day like Jesus has taught us to pray? I would have to say in my experience, no. Do you pray this prayer every day that Jesus taught us to pray daily? Uh, I, I, would, I would guess probably most people in this room would say no. Uh, I myself, I'm in the habit of giving thanks when I eat. Thank you for this, Lord. Thank you for that blessing, Lord. Thank you for taking care of this, Lord. Thank you for this. But do I go uh, uh, every day to the Lord and, and ask Him for my daily bread? And, and the answer is no. And I, I was wrestling with that this week. Why don't I? I mean, Lord, I want to know how to pray. I want to, be, I want to, I want to know how to be with you. I, I want to be in communion with you. Jesus, I want to be that branch in the vine. I want to abide with you. Show me how. And Jesus says, uh, I, I gave you a prayer. Yeah, but I want to go deeper, Lord. I, I, I want to, man, do the mysteries and do the wonders and, man, the, the feel the prayer and emotional and all this. And, and, uh, and Jesus says, here's how you pray. And so why, why don't we? Why don't we go there with God and just do what he says? Why don't we follow the pattern that he teaches us to pray in? Well, I think some people really don't believe that God answers prayer. I think that some people really don't believe that God would answer our kinds of asking for bread kind of a prayer. If that is you today, I, I invite you to look again into the Scriptures. I invite you to look again into God's Word and see God's character and see who He is, how 
incredible he is, how awesome he is. Swap out your small God with the God of the Bible. Swap out your limited God, the God that you put in a box, with the God who's capable of doing all things. And pray to your God and ask Him. If, if you're here today and you, just, you don't pray because you don't believe, come to, the, come to the God of Jesus. Come to the God that He preached and the God He taught about, the God that He walked with. Come to the one who was with God in the beginning and was always God. There's another missionary uh, that I read about recently. Her, her name was Helen Renovar. She was a missionary to Zaire in Africa, and she had a lot of stories to tell about her experiences with God and prayer. Uh, one night she was working in the hospital uh, with, uh, with a young lady. She was, had gone into labor prematurely, and uh, unfortunately she lost her life, but they were able to save the premature little, little child. And uh, uh, they, they, they didn't have an incubator, you know, they, they didn't have a lot of the modern tools. And so uh, even though they were on the equator, she said that at night, uh, some of the drafts that came in were, were pretty devastating. And, and a prema how do you keep a premature baby, just a little, little something warm? And so they, they had some fleece. They had a certain procedure. And one, one of the things they used back in the day was hot water bottles, rubber hot water bottles. They'd put hot water in there, and they, they'd stuff it into the little, little crate with the baby. And uh, she said, uh, as, they, as they tried to fill up their, their hot water bottle, it, it burst. It was the last one. A rubber in tropical climates doesn't last very long, she said. There's no corner market to go buy another one, and, and so they were just kind of devastated. They really, they really needed that to keep the baby alive. Uh, there was the new baby. There was a two-year-old that, that was crying because they, they, she missed her mom. And um, so Helen, the next morning, the baby lived through the night, and Helen, the next morning, she gathered the orphans around at the orphanage, and, and as was her custom, she, she gave them prayer suggestions, and she told them about the, the newborn baby and, and her sister that, that lost their mom, and she, she, she said, uh, pray. And there's a little girl named Ruth, about 10 years old, that she understood, and, and during the prayer time, she said, Lord, uh, it'll do no good if, if we don't get that water bottle today. Uh, the baby will be dead if we don't get that water bottle. Please send it this afternoon. And, and, and Lord, um, if you'd please send a little dolly for the, for the other girl who misses her mom so that she would know that, that Jesus loves her. Amen. And, and Helen says, how can I say amen to that? I mean, I believe that God does all things and all things are possible, but you've got to understand my situation, Helen said. I'd been in country for almost four years and I had never received a parcel from anybody. And how else would we get a, a hot water bottle unless a parcel came with that inside? And I wanted to believe, but how, and, and who would send a hot water bottle to the equator? Right? So that day she was teaching in the nurses, uh, nurses training school, uh, and she got, she got word that a car had stopped by her house. So afterwards she went uh, to the house, and she, she said, they're on the veranda, was a box, and she said her, her eyes prickled with tears, and she is a 22-pound parcel, and so she called all the orphans, called them all together, and they, they took time untying all the knots together, and, and, and everyone was so excited. She said 30 or 40 pairs of eyes were staring at the box, 
And she opened the box, and, and her Sunday school had, uh, had made all kinds of jerseys for all the kids, and she, she passed them out, and everyone was excited. They pulled out uh, some of the medical gear that had been sent for the leprosy patients, and the kids weren't so excited about that. Uh, they pulled out raisins and, and baking goods and things like that, and they're excited. And she was feeling down in the box, and, and she was like, could it be? And, and she pulled out a, a rubber hot water bottle. <laughs> she said, I cried. And the little Ruth, she, 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 she jumped up and she said, if God sent a hot water bottle today, he surely sent a dolly too. And she ran up and she's rummaging through the bottom of the box, and sure enough, she found a, a, a dolly that some girl in the, from the Sunday school class had put into the box. And Ruth, or Helen said, I, I cried. And, and, and you got to understand that that box was sent five months before and answered prayer to a little girl saying, God, send it this afternoon. Before they call, I will answer, says the Lord God Almighty. Your God is bigger and greater than you or I could ever comprehend. Prayer, there's mystery to it. There's, there's wonder to it that God is working in our midst. God is working in our prayers. God works through our prayers. He's answering prayers. He's moving in our midst. If you don't pray these kind of simple prayers, if you don't believe, I call you to repent. I call you to come and trust in the God where all things are possible. Why else don't people uh, pray these kind of prayers. Well, frankly, maybe some of us here in the West, maybe some of us in America, we've never missed a meal. Frank, frankly, maybe some of us ha have never gone hungry. Ne we, we've, never been, we've never lacked anything. And so it's not in our mind to pray for these things. And, and so if that's you today, I think it's very helpful for us to realize that everything we have comes from God. I think it's very helpful for us to remember that everything we have comes from God. We are totally, de we're dependent on God for the next heartbeat. He holds our life in His hands. We aren't in, we think we're in control of everything. We think that I built this business by my strength or by, by my ingenuity. I've accomplished these things at work. I got that degree because of all I did. Who gave you your intellect? Who gave you your thinking ability? Who gave you your cognitive ability? Who gave you the strength of your body? Who allowed you to be born in the circumstances you were born in instead of those circumstances? Who protected you in night when no one else cared? Who was there for you? God has always been your source. And, and man, uh, I, I think we, we, we maybe don't pray this prayer sometimes because, man, we're full. But how quickly could we lose everything in this world? We should pray this prayer uh, by faith in dependence on our God because we realize we're not in control. He is. Give us this day, O sovereign God, our daily bread because we can't make it for ourselves. We think we can. Maybe we can for a few days or a season, but everything, every harvest comes from you. Praise God. Why else might someone uh, not pray this prayer? I think some people, maybe they don't think they're worthy of praying this prayer. Maybe they, they don't think they're good enough to pray this prayer. If that's you today, 
right? If you think, well, I'll start praying and asking God for things when I feel worthy, when I get myself cleaned up, when, 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 I, when I get good enough, or I start obeying enough, or I leave that sin, uh, I tell you what, if you wait till you are cleaned up or perfect, you're never going to pray. Call on the Lord today. Go to the Lord today. He, Christian, do you know who you are? Do you know your identity? When you came to hear the gospel and understand the gospel, when you came to realize that you are a sinner before God and guilty before God, that you needed rescue, when you turned to Jesus and cried out to Him and trusted in Him, when you confessed your sins, when you repented, when you turned to Him and said, Save me, Lord, you were saved. You were justified. You were declared righteous in the sight of God. When God sees you, O oh Christian, he, he, he sees the righteousness of Christ. You are brought into the union with Jesus. You are brought into the family of God. You are forgiven. You're received. You're loved. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Man. You, you, you rightly feel guilt or you feel shame of, of sin. We all do. We want to please our Lord. We want to worship our Lord. But please, don't think that He doesn't want to hear your prayers. He, he knows what is in the heart of a man. He knows what is in the heart of the woman. And yet Jesus says, pray. Go to Him daily with your needs. Your Father, He's so good and He's so faithful and He's so loving. He wants to provide for you in every simple way. So, so we have this, this calling upon us. Uh, can, can, we, can we pray it wrong? Uh, well, I suppose you could. You know, some people pray prayers very legalistically. Like you could, you could say, well, I, I think if I pray this prayer for the next five years, like every day, and I, and I don't miss a, a beat at all, God will have to give me everything I want. Wrong. Our Father is wise. Our Father is gracious. So we could pray this legalistically, of course, or we could pray it mechanically, right? Like could say it every day and it'd be like this mantra, this thing we say and it moves things in order and, and we could say it without reference to God, without love for God, without relationship with God. It's like we've taken a principle from, from, from somewhere and applying it and if I follow this pattern, it has to happen. And so I think that's wrong too, because what is true prayer? What is authentic prayer? It's talking from the heart to our Father. It's being in relation to our Father. It's loving Him. It's speaking to Him as, as our Father in heaven. So there's another way we can, we can probably pray this wrongly. Uh, our Father in heaven, uh, give us this day our daily bread. And at 10 a.m., you go out on the porch and you're looking, hey, where's my bread? You're still in your pajamas, right? Or maybe you, you, hey, I prayed the prayer. Where's my hot, steamy bread, God? Uh, does God, does God uh, deliver the worms to the robin's nest? <laughs> does God you know, fly, you know, you know, fly by and just drop grubs in, 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 in birds' mouths, or the birds go have, have to go out and gather? The Second Thessalonians chapter three verse ten says, uh, "If you will not work, you shall not eat." We have a responsibility, as it were, 
by God's grace, he's the one who gives us the resources, he gives us the bodies, he gives us the energy, the responsibility to do our part under the sovereignty of God. We're called to go and, and, and gather. He's placed all the resources necessary. And, and, and we're called to go out and gather our food, gather our daily bread. Just as the, the Israelites coming out of, out of slavery in Egypt, they had to go gather the daily manna. God provided it, but they still had to gather it. So we also have to gather it. For waiting for God or for waiting for the government to drop it in our lap, that's wrong. We earn our daily bread. Not in, we, we pray this not in a prideful way. Obviously, we're in dependence on God. Give me the grace to go gather my manna today, Lord. Give me the grace that the truck will start today, Lord. Give me the grace that, that the customers will buy something today, Lord. Total dependence. Nevertheless, we could live wrongly and say that since I prayed the prayer, God has to do X, Y, or Z. It's all grace. He doesn't have to do anything. <clears throat> maybe uh, maybe you're, you're some of the people that Jesus thought of when he talked about prayer and he talked about trust. Jesus knows that many of us have grown up maybe in homes of origin or have grown up in, in places where we, uh, are, we grew up fearful. We, grew, we maybe experienced some bad things. We maybe experienced some very difficult things or some hard things in our life. And maybe we did lack. And, and so we live in fear all the time. And instead of praying and trust, we, we live in fear. So uh, just the way that Jesus lays out this Sermon on the Mount, it's not a coincidence that as he calls us to pray for our daily bread, he gives us teaching on how not to worry about our daily bread. If you look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, just the uh, next page over. Matthew 6, verse 25. This is the same Jesus who taught us to pray daily and regularly for our needs. He says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Of course it is. It's relationship with God and His world. Verse 26, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? As we pray this prayer, that God give us our daily bread, Remember that the Father in heaven is very concerned about you. He loves you dearly. He, he takes care of the birds. He takes care of the animals in the forest. He loves you. He cares for you. Trust Him with your life as you pray this prayer. Verse 27, And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? Why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And I tell you, even Solomon, all of his glory is not arrayed like one of these. And so Jesus is teaching us to pray. He says, ask for your daily needs. And he says, when you come to the Father who has all the resources and all the power, He has everything you need, why would you worry? 
Does worry add a single moment to your life? Does worry add anything to your life? Does it accomplish anything? Worry is the opposite of prayer. Anxiety is the opposite of prayer in this context. If, I, if, I, if, I, if, if I'm praying for God, here's my needs, would you, would you meet them? And then immediately I, I dwell and live in worry. I'm stating that I'm not trusting Him. And so Jesus says, think about worry. Banish it from your mind. When you pray, just fight against it. Don't let it rule you because it, it's worthless and a waste of time. 29, I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you a little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious. That's a command. Do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly, fathers, your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. And isn't that, isn't that wonderful? Uh, I'm bringing my, my, my prayer to God, my petition to God. I'm asking for my daily, my daily needs. Oh, Lord, uh, we're out of medicine. I, I need medicine. Oh, Lord, um, the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the windshield wipers aren't working on the vehicle anymore. Would you meet my daily bread that way? Oh, Lord, I, I need grace to deal with a certain person who's chafing me at work. Right? And, and, and it's so comforting to realize and to understand. Jesus says, realize that as you live this life of prayer and you bring your needs to God, that God knows your every need. He, he knows and He loves. He's concerned for you more than He's concerned for the birds. So pray in confidence. He's all the resources, all the power, and He loves you and He knows everything you're going through. He knows your every need. He wants you to depend on Him. When it says, do not be anxious, when you grow anxious, what should you do? Pray. Father, uh, uh, boy, I, I'm worried about that meeting this week. I'm anxious. Help me not to worry. Give me the grace. Give me the spiritual resources. Give me the bread I need today to trust and obey. To live in your presence. To live by your power. Verse 33, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Isn't that an incredible promise? Seek first the kingdom of God? What does that mean? It says, put God first. Put God first on the throne of your life. Put God first at the center of your life. God shouldn't be at the margins of your life. God shouldn't be an add-on to your life. God shouldn't be the sprinkling on top of your life. He should be the center of your life. The promise is you seek first the kingdom of God. You put God first in your life. And will you have to worry about anything? Food, clothing, shelter. It's an amazing, incredible promise. The answer is no. And so as you pray daily for needs, you start thinking about the character of God and the promises of God and His understanding and His resources. You can, in your prayers, go, ah, thank you, Father, for always meeting our needs. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Brothers and sisters, 
I, I really want to challenge you this morning. Sometimes we come to church and we hear commands of God or we hear teachings of God and we go, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. And then we go about our life and we don't do what He says. Could I ask you, could, could I put you on the spot and say, would you please start praying the Lord's Prayer every day? Could you, instead of dwelling in anxiety and fear, could you, instead of running the rat race this week by your own power and by your own, by your own strength, could you come to God every day this week and ask Him for your needs? Ask Him for daily bread. Could, could you take the Lord seriously in His teachings on prayer? And could you just do what He says and pray? Maybe you need to do it at 12 at night because your schedule is so crazy. Maybe you need to do it at 4 in the morning. Find that place of, of quiet. Maybe you need to do it at noon. But there's some place somewhere where Jesus says, here's how to pray. And you say, okay, Lord, I don't know how this is going to play out, but I'm going to start getting in the pattern, getting in the habit of walking down the road of being a man of prayer, a woman of prayer. Here I am, Lord. Give us today, again, our daily bread. We worship you this day. Thank you so much for listening. The gospel according to the Bible is that Jesus Christ, who was and is the eternal God, took on human flesh, was born of a virgin, died for our sins on the cross, and rose from the dead three days later. He then ascended to the Father's right hand, where he sits making intercession for his people, and right now he is establishing the kingdom of God on earth. You can enter into a saving relationship with God by repenting of your sins and placing your full trust in Jesus' life, his death and resurrection on your behalf. In Christ, you will find forgiveness, acceptance, freedom, peace, hope, and a future. If you would like more information about Christianity or Living Water Bible Fellowship, visit our website at livingwateralamosa.org. God bless.